0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Cabinate. Today, on Friday, May the 18th, 2018, we have some amazing news stories for you all. But I am Samuel Adams, and again, welcome on into the show. For The Uninitiated, uh, this is a live podcast slash morning show that I've been doing the past couple of months, uh, where I go over the hottest gaming news of the past 24 hours and catch you guys up on everything you need to know to get started with your day. And of course, it is casual Friday. Normally, I'm sporting some kind of button up or a tie or something those lines. But today, uh, no, we're just doing the button up like regular, you know, comfortable shirt because, you know, it, it's Friday. We, we need to be a little bit more relaxed about things around here. The office does not need to be that stressed. And by office, I mean my desk. But we have some pretty impressive news this morning, some stuff coming out about No Man's Sky. Uh, we're going to be touching on Black Ops 4 because I have a big video coming out later on today on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media uh, talking about everything that was revealed yesterday about Black Ops 4. Uh, going to be a fantastic video if you want to watch that later on on today. But we have a new Halo game coming out, sort of. Uh, we got some Skull and Bone stuff, the uh, The game that was uh, kind of like uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, but the, the ship portion of that, uh, we've got some details as to what's going on with that. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and jump into the news of the day. Uh, the first story comes to us from Polygon. It is our headliner. No Man's Sky's big multiplayer update launches in July. Get some friends together to race, build, and dogfight. No Man's Sky's next major content update is out this summer alongside its Xbox debut. Uh, On an inside Xbox stream, Hello Games co-founder Sean Murray announced that both the Xbox One version and Next would launch on July the 24th, and it's bringing full-fledged multiplayer with it. You know, uh, the thing that people have been wanting since the beginning of the game. Uh, Hello Games, the developers of No Man's Sky, released a teaser for the game's next update at the end of March. It focuses on multiplayer, however, was today's big reveal. Uh, While limited multiplayer already exists in the game, I mean, you might not even want want to call it multiplayer. I don't even think it's worth calling multiplayer. Uh, But Murray gave some examples that suggest the new iteration of multiplayer will allow for far more player interaction. Players will be able to group up with friends to survive, build, race, and simply relax in the massive space world that is No Man's Sky. Murray described the next update as a combination of this potential that everyone's always seen in No Man's Sky, he said during a live interview on the stream. Uh, It's kind of a game that myself and a lot of other people have always wanted to play in the multiplayer world. I mean, obviously, that's what we were hoping for when it launched. The long-awaited No Man's Sky multiplayer content update next will be available on PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and the Xbox One again alongside the launch of the game on the Xbox One. This is really cool to see. So, if you haven't been keeping up with No Man's Sky, let me give you a little bit of background on exactly how everything has gone down. Uh, the game was hyped up beyond belief. This was, I think, the most excited I've ever seen a group of people for a game. The entire community was rallying around this game and wanting it to do well. But at the end of the day, uh, what ended up happening is that it was simply an imbalance of expectations and and final you know uh, final efforts and final final products. And so the game was just simply not what people were expecting and therefore it kind of, you know, didn't perform as well as people would expect. In fact, many would say the game was broken at launch which definitely was a huge disappointment. It would be kind of like if you had been looking forward to, I don't know, a birthday cake for the past 8 to 9 months and then you get it and it and it's and its mud or, or some kind of disgust. It's just, it wasn't a good situation. Uh, so, people still played No Man's Sky but it was not the best, uh, you know, looking game or, or it wasn't the best uh, performing game. Also, Decky in the chat, chat is back on, I see it, it's just not on the screen, uh, but it's it's going to be one of those things where No Man's Sky is going to have a second chance, and I think that the one thing that is going to solidify uh, this uh, game as something that is actually viable to come back to, is the fact that we actually have the launch on the Xbox One, that gave it a second chance, that ga- yeah, No Man's Sky Battle Royale, sure, uh, but that gave it a second chance, that gave it the chance to come back and kind of have a resurgence, and, and, and represent itself to the people, and get back in there, and really try again, you know. Because people have waited long enough and people have kind of had a chance to clean their palate. The issue that this game is going to face is that people are still going to remember exactly what happened with No Man's Sky. People are still going to remember uh, what it was like whenever the game launched, and so it's still going to have a high level of hesitation, but if Sean Murray and the team at Hello Games can pull this off, and if they can, in fact, flip this back around, this could be one of the biggest comebacks in history as far as gaming stuff goes. I think that No Man's Sky could actually become a pretty fun game, even in 2018, because there is a, a new love, especially with with the, uh, you know, advent of things like Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2, two games that come to mind right now, uh, where co-op gaming is becoming more and more prevalent. More and more people are playing with their friends and uh, and experiencing games together. So with the multiplayer update and the, and the fact that you can actually team up with people and, and explore a galaxy, you know, you can just go out and explore planets and, and collect resources. It's just one of those games that especially in a space that is dominated by the world of live streaming, uh, you are going to be getting a lot of value within this kind of things, so hopefully we will be getting a genuinely good uh version of no man's sky hopefully this next update no pun intended uh, is going to actually be the update that brings the game that we all expected uh to the table and that's what i would love to see but hopefully we will not be getting a no man's sky battle royale but uh you know what game is in fact getting a battle royale that was announced yesterday it was Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I was not expecting that. I mean, we were all expecting it. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, this is coming to us from Motherboard. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 confirms no single player and a new mode copying. Fortnite. I don't I don't like this headline. I wanted to touch on that. I wouldn't say that it's a new mode copying Fortnite. I think that there are, you know, elements of Battle Royale that a lot of games are sharing in 2018, but I don't think it's directly copying Fortnite. I think it's a bit unfair. Uh, But the new Call of Duty will feature zombies, multiplayer, and a Battle Royale mode, and in a series-first, no-single-player campaign. Developer Treyarch today announced Call of Duty Black Ops 4, the latest installment in the long-running and wildly popular first-person shooter series. To cut to the chase, something Treyarch didn't do during its long and often awkward presentation, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 won't have a campaign and will include a Battle Royale mode called that resembles one of the most popular games in the world right now, Fortnite. That's a big departure for a series known for its narratives. Call of Duty's campaigns previously led to moral panic after a mission where players shot up an airport of unarmed uh, civilians and caused former uh, Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriga I believe, to sue Activision over his portrayal in Black Ops 2. That's done. Instead, fans were treated to a 20 minute breakdown of how multiplayer works. The developer tossed out phrases like "quote predictive recoil and "quote boots on the ground over footage that looked a lot like Black 3's multiplayer, I guess that's cool if you're into that kind of thing, I was pretty impressed actually uh, I, I, was, I was pretty impressed. But also, Decky, enjoy those, those girlfriends and, and parents. That's very nice. Uh, also, returning to its Zombies mode, in which four players team up to shoot a lot of zombies, the other big surprise is that Blizzard's Battle.net, the company's Steam-like client, will host the PC version of the game. Blizzard VP Jeff Kaplan talked about how excited he was to have Call of Duty join the Battle.net family, with all the enthusiasm of a brother forced to share toys with his younger brother. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is going to be released on October the 12th. So, um, there was a lot of news that came out of this today, but the main thing is that there is going to be a Battle Royale mode called Blackout that is going to have a map that is 100 times bigger than your traditional Call of Duty map, which pretty much lines it up with something along the lines of a, of a Fortnite or, or a PUBG, obviously. A little bit different there, but big, huge map. So... Uh, I think that this is going to be a really interesting iteration of Call of Duty, and I like the fact that the community, although it still is a bit, you know, hesitant or whatever, about getting back into COD after what has happened over the past couple of years, uh, it seems like people are generally receptive of the fact that there are new ideas being brought to the table, and I think the main thing here is that the fact that they're taking out the single-player campaign is going to be one of those, uh, you know, really factor, it's going to be a factor that drives home the fact that they are really trying to shift what the Call of Duty franchise is known for. They're trying to really kind of reevaluate how they approach the experience, because when it comes down to it, and this is what I say in a video later on in the day, amongst other things that are very informative, uh, but uh, it seems like it's one of those things where people have been focusing on the multiplayer and zombies portions of Call of Duty for the past four to five years, Uh, and that's pretty much what it's always going to be focused on from henceforth. We all love the multiplayer of Call of Duty. When it comes to arcade-style shooters, it doesn't get much better than a good classic COD game, uh, so it seems like Activision and Treyarch are kind of taking advantage of that and, and, and acknowledging that publicly, and taking out the campaign, which is obviously going to be something that is largely predictable, although very pretty, and replacing it with something like a Battle Royale mode or a fully fleshed-out multiplayer zombies, you know, it's all of this stuff going on. Uh, so, hopefully this will turn out well. I, again, you know, as I said, I have a huge video coming out later on today, uh, probably in the afternoon hours about Black Ops uh, 4 and, and what they're bringing to the table here. Uh, but Decky in the chat says, feels like they also took a leaf from Rainbow Six Siege's page. They did, I make that comparison later on today in that video, but uh, it's very cool to see them, you know, switching up the way that gameplay works, but when it comes down to it, I think that one thing this game really needs, one thing this game needs to be successful, is that the multiplayer has to have a very, uh, a very balanced feel to it. If you have... Uh, you know one specialist or if you have one specific gun or even or even like a map that is poorly designed, if you have anything that can give anyone an unfair advantage, the cod players are going to be taking advantage of that as any other player would in any kind of game. You have to be able to have a balanced kind of a kind of setup because otherwise it 's just going to be your classic running gun call of duty experience if you want to implement you know new ideas like the specialist, if you want to have gameplay that does take a little bit more strategy as compared to whatever you might have normally, then you you really need to be able to take a step back and say, you know, is this going to be a balanced gameplay experience for everyone involved? Is the player going to be able to play whatever specialist they want and have a chance against other ones if they play their cards correctly. I think that's one question that needs to be asked behind the scenes. Uh, And I don't know that I have faith that they can actually create a balanced experience. It seems like Call of Duties in the past have always had at least one gun or have always had one setup that is the one-man army noob tube of of Modern Warfare 2 in a modern day. Uh, For those that don't know what I'm talking about, essentially there was a grenade launcher in Modern Warfare 2 that you could put on the bottom of your gun and you could use this one-man army perk to where you could change your class or whatever, and you literally get full ammo again, so you could just sit in the back of the map and launch grenades at a spawn and get countless, countless kills. I watched many, many montages of that over the course of the ages of 12 to 14. But, um, that's all beside the point. Hopefully, Black Ops 4 is going to be a great iteration of Call of Duty. I have faith in it, but, um, I really hope that the Black Ops mode doesn't just directly copy Fortnite. I don't need another Fortnite. I need something that is genuinely, uniquely Black Ops. And that's what they, that was like their big, uh, you know, quote. That was their big saying. It was something that is Black Ops, you know. So, um, the fact that it's spanning the entirety of the Black Ops franchise, the fact that it's going to be bringing new ideas to the table, like uh, com- combining uh, multiplayer elements and zombies elements, that's something that's very uh, interesting to me. So, we'll see how it goes whenever the game launches on October the 12th, a little bit earlier than most Call of Duty games have in the past but again something i'm very excited about and i cannot wait to see and also again you know selfless promotion video coming out later on today that i'm very very proud of Moving on to the next story of the day, Halo: The Master Chief Collection update bringing visual enhancements coming to us from IGN. Uh, nearly four years after its original release, Halo: The Master Chief Collection is being updated to add visual enhancements to make use of the power of the Xbox One X. 343 Industries revealed that in addition to giving, or excuse me, in addition to the full visual enhancement suite including HDR support, the team is overhauling and modernizing the Halo Master Chief Collection with a UI refresh, which is something the game desperately needs. Among the new quality of life features coming, the team is bringing legitimate land support of the collection alongside intelligent delivery, which allows players to install portions of the game or languages piecemeal to save hard drive space. 343 Industries previously outlined the Halo Master Chief Collection changes they'd hoped to bring to the game. For our initial impressions, you can check out the thing over there at IGN, but the game is getting a big update. If you have an Xbox One X, uh, this is essentially bringing all of these classic Call of Duty experiences to a modern kind of setting and making them look very, very pretty. Uh, The big addition here, I think, is the fact that you can actually install whatever game you want from the collection. don't have to have all four or five games installed actually i think it's i think it's halo 1 2 3 4 and then odst i think was was the dlc one but um so if you are a big fan of Halo, if you want to get back in on that Halo experience that you know from back in the day, then you can dive into the Master Chief Collection, which I think most Xbox One owners have by now, but the thing is that I think they've fixed the infrastructure on the back end of everything. I was playing the Master Chief Collection a couple of weeks back just because I was having an itch for Halo 2, uh, and it seemed like the game was very much so playable, it seemed like it was easy to find a match, and uh, you know, it seemed like it was way better than it was whenever the game launched back a couple of years ago, four years ago in fact, uh, wow, been a while but it's taken a while to get around to actually fixing the master chief collection 343 really needed to get back to this and uh, of course they're still updating halo 5 there's probably going to be no halo reveal at e3 i would say aside from probably a tease because man does master chief collection make that cash But, uh, hopefully we will be getting a fully fleshed out, you know, big ass update for the Master Chief Collection, because it really does deserve one. It really does deserve one. Also, Razum in the chat says, hey Samuel, how's it going? It is going fantastic, my friend. I hope you're doing very well, and welcome to the show. But, uh, on top of that, speaking of Halo news, a new Halo game has been announced. For arcades, you can play it at a Dave & Buster's near you. A new Halo game has been announced for arcades. Halo Fireteam Raven is a new co-op shooter developed by Arcade Mainstays Raw Thrills and Play Mechanics in partnership with Halo Custodians 343 Industries. The game is set during Halo Combat Evolves timeline and puts you in the boots of Fireteam Raven on Alpha Halo. This is a group of orbital, orbital drop shock troopers, and you'll fight alongside Master Chief himself and other members of the UNSC. Like in other Halo games, you're squaring off against Covenant Creatures. The game plays on a 130-inch 4 4K screen and the setup is outfitted with four physical machine guns. Players can work together or compete against one another. A very neat idea, I think. Halo uh, Fireteam Raven is without a doubt the most spectacular arcade experience we've ever made, Raw Thrill CEO Eugene Jarvis said in a blog post. After years of development, it is now ready. Halo Fireteam Raven will start to show up at a Dave and Buster's location in the United States and Canada this summer. Not just one, multiple, I said that incorrectly. Uh, With more coming in the fall, the game is also baked into the Halo Waypoint website as you'll be able to scan a QR code and see results on the site. While a cool and exciting announcement, it's probably not the Halo game many are looking forward to. Halo 6, or whatever the next entry in the series is called, is in development but has not yet been officially announced e3 2018 is coming up in just a few weeks and it's and given that it's been three years since halo 5 now might be the year that the next halo is officially announced I'm not entirely sure about that. I feel like they're really trying to drive home those those core, uh, you know, new experiences like Crackdown Three and um, and other games. Maybe even highlight PUBG since it has a partnership with Xbox One. Uh, that's beside the point. That's just my two cents. We'll see what actually comes out of E3. But a 130 inch 4K screen and the game itself does not actually look that bad. It's actually a pretty solid experience overall. You know, you've got the uh, the classic kind of kind of gunner setup where you just have a you know a shooter, an arcade shooter that you. You know, have a, have an actual machine gun, and, and it doesn't get better than this for me. I love these games in general. I love the idea of having an actual Halo experience within a an, an arcade setting, and I think it's going to do very well, uh, especially with the fact that it has lighting like this, it has a giant 4K screen, and beautiful visuals to boot. So hopefully, this will be at my Dave and Buster's because I would love to go see it. I would love to actually uh, make a video about it. Actually, if if I could get my if I could get my hands on that, and if that would be allowed, I would have to ask the manager or something but uh i would love to go and dive in and uh, and maybe stream some gameplay or something from it i think that'd be very very cool but if you are a big fan of halo if you are a big fan of arcade machines uh then you and your friends can take a trip to dave and busters and and three other people can play alongside you in a halo experience rasm says so like a shooting style game like a resident evil game sort of like that yeah i would say uh there are um you know, always those gun games in arcades where you have this giant machine gun and you're just sitting there going like that around, you know. So it's, uh, it's one of those classic kind of arcade shooters. I'm a big fan of the way that it looks, and uh, again, I would love to give it a shot. But moving on to the next story of the day, Skull & Bones, that Ubisoft pirate game that you'd forgotten about, is getting delayed. You will have to wait to hoist your main sales. Pirate fanciers and Aspring swashbucklers have been busy with Sea of Thieves lately, so it's easy to forget that E3 2017 Ubisoft unveiled Skull & Bones, its own take on seafaring shenanigans. Unfortunately, our first update in a while about the project is that it has been delayed until at least 2019. I would be, you know... I wouldn't be shocked to see this game get canceled. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it. Uh, in its financial report today, Ubisoft said that it has decided to give itself more time to develop Skull and Bones to offer players an even more engaging experience. Skull and Bones is now scheduled for release in 2019 to 2020, so essentially the next fiscal year. Uh, Ubisoft Singapore is the lead studio on the game, which owes uh, more than a little to the uh, rollicking naval battles that made Assassin's Creed Black Flag such a standout for the series. Today we announced that Skull and Bones will release later than we initially anticipated, says creative director Justin A. Farron. here in Singapore. This is our biggest game yet, and it is a project filled with immense passion. Many of us have been working on it for the last few years and want to make this game right in order to achieve our ambition to deliver the ultimate pirate game set to thrill players that launch for years to come. The good news is that some of the hard work will be on show at E3 2018 next month, so we'll get to see what life on the ocean waves really feels like. Our goal remains as clear as ever, build a shared, systematic, open uh, ocean that captures the essence of the pirate fantasy and it's full of activities uh continues fair and we aspire to create a game where the act of attacking and robbing ships at sea and where every single decision you make requires you to carefully assess the risk versus reward uh so they're really trying to flesh out this this piratey experience you know they're really trying to get in there and create an experience that is engaging that is that is interesting and keeps people interested in what is happening in the game itself as opposed to just you know something where you just um you know, wander around aimlessly. Uh, Rasm says another Sea of Thieves game. Not necessarily. I'm assuming that's what Sea of Thieves means, or SOT means. But I think it's going to have a lot of elements that are similar. But I think it's going to be more so literally what you had within Assassin's Creed Black Flag, where you just kind of wander around the ocean and you dive on other people's ships and you capture them and you do a whole bunch of other stuff that is very pirate-like. You know, I think it's going to be one of those games where you really are just kind of wandering around and doing, you know, a whole bunch of various pirate. Task, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there is a lot of space in the industry for an open world pirate game. I think that people are going to be into that. I know that I would be. So we'll see what goes on. But uh, I would love to see more of this at E3, and I'm sure that I will check out some gameplay and maybe talk about it a couple of times. But um, it's unfortunate to see that it's delayed. But as I always say, when it comes down to it, uh, if a studio needs more time, it's always better to give that studio more time as compared to you know pushing it out and then having a game that is unfulfilling because this one is at risk. I mean, okay? I want to make it very clear that if this game is released prematurely if this game is just pumped out people are not going to be interested in it number one the name of the game is skull and bones that's not exactly something that is powerful and impactful it's just very generic sounding it's kind of like if you were to download an Android game that was that was focused on pirates you might call it skull and bones you know whatever I'm not I'm not the creative director or I'm not the the team behind the scenes but it just seems very generic to me so number one you've got skull and bones as the name number two you've got a you know a market that's sort of saturated with pirate stuff you've already got black flag you've already got sea of thieves so now you really have to make an impactful impression uh, but the game looks beautiful of course the uh, the overall look of the game is very impressive Uh, But Rasm says, as long as there's a bit more to do, I guess. Exactly. That's the thing, is that the world has to be fully fleshed out with a ton of questing. uh, Because Sea of Thieves is very dependent at this point on what you do in the game. It's very much so an open sandbox, and it has been since launch. Uh, But with this game, I think that I would be more inclined to pick it up or give it a shot if there was more stuff that I could do myself instead of having to get, you know, three other friends together to really have the fully fleshed out experience. Because when it comes down to it, I'm a single player kind of guy. I just like playing solo 90% of the time. Uh so if there's a game that has a very, you know, uh engaging single player experience especially in a pirate universe, then I am definitely down for that. But uh, that was the main issue that I had with Sea of Thieves. It just wasn't single-player friendly enough for me to really get into it and enjoy it as much as I wish that I could. So uh, we'll see what happens at E3 2018. Of course, the game was announced in 2017, and it looked very pretty. But I am not shocked to see delay, and I would not be shocked to see a full-on cancellation. But speaking of piracy, Sea of Thieves' Hungering Deep trailer confirms a May release. Sea of Thieves is quickly coming up on its two-month anniversary, and it looks like a celebration of sorts is planned. Today, Rare announced that the much-anticipated Hungering Deep update is on- on track and will release on May 29th as part of the monthly Inside Xbox event. Uh, the Hungering Deep will be Sea of Thieves' first major content update, but certainly not its last. Details regarding The Hungering Deep are scant, which is in- entirely Rare's intent. The studio has said in previous Sea of Thieves developer updates that it wants the updates to be as mysterious as can be managed, so Pirate crews can discover the new content naturally within the world. That won't stop Rare from dropping hints, however. After all, what's a Pirate game without rumor and legend? The Hungering Deep says a lot in its title alone, but to help reinforce the messaging, both a trailer and a t- image were shared hinting at what players can expect something unknown lurks below the water something hungry some say it's a shark only larger others say it's just endless teeth underwater everyone agrees that whatever it is it is best avoided Sea of Thieves already has confirmed that six major content updates are planned for the rest of 2018, with The Hungering Deep being the first. Two more content updates will be released this summer, named Curse Sales and Forsaken Shores. Then three as-yet-unnamed updates will follow in the later months of the year. The Hungering Deep launch will also mark the start of Sea of Thieves weekly events, which have yet to be detailed, which will hopefully flesh out the world a little bit more. Uh, the Hungering Deep and every following content update will contain at least one brand new AI threat. An AI threat is an MD, uh, enemy type or encounter that creates a new gameplay experience, and of course, each update will also feature new items and cosmetics as well as new achievements and adventures for pirates to discover the pirates life is ever-changing in sea of thieves it's all one can do to keep their feet and uh, shift the sails as the wind changes direction you can play the game right now on pc and xbox one specifically pc via the windows store uh, Razm says, another sea beast besides the Kraken. Yes, that's essentially what you're getting with The Hungry Deep. I'm not sure what exactly it is, but you're just getting another giant thing to fight. Uh, so, again, this is very inspiring to me because the game was not overwhelmingly well received. People enjoy the game. People still play the game. There are very popular streamers that are still streaming uh, Sea of Thieves on a daily basis, so I can't really you know say that it's doing poorly. But I love the fact that they are fully fleshing out the world of Sea of Thieves, and they're taking into account uh, what the player base is saying and bringing those requests into what is actually being developed, because they wanted to have a more, uh, you know, uh, focus on some questing. They wanted to be able to have a deeper, uh, impactful experience on gamers, and gamers wanted that, so they're making that within these new uh, content updates. But I think that Sea of Thieves is doing kind of a, a No Man's Sky kind of thing, where the game was launched, and it was not as bad as No Man's sky but it still wasn't exactly what people had been wanting for the longest time so now uh, they're kind of playing catch up and they're, and they're going back and adding a couple of things they're adding in some new balance and changes and uh, and making the game more appealing to those that want a uh, you know a n- number one solo experience and number two more questing in their game so uh, if you want to check out sea of thieves uh, again you can play it right now on xbox one and playstation 4, uh ooh. Xbox One and PC, my bad, but a very good game. I played it a couple of times in beta format, but it's just one of those things where, again, I'm a single-player kind of guy, so for me to dive in and really get the most out of Sea of Thieves would mean that I would have to find a whole crew to do it with, and I know that I could easily find a crew to to engage in Sea of Thieves with, but at the same time, I would much rather just play some kind of solo game and, and enjoy my time you know, I don't know, it's just not my thing. But uh, if you are a big fan of pirating, then it's definitely a good option. It's got beautiful, beautiful water, beautiful water. And also, it's part of Xbox Game Pass. So that means that if you have never used it before, you can get a free trial and out Sea of Thieves for yourself on the PlayStation, or there I go again, Xbox One and PC, my bad. Uh, but moving on to the next story of the day, a new Fortnite mode, Solo Showdown, is available now for a limited time, and you'll see why I want to talk about this uh, in just a couple of seconds. In addition to the ongoing 50v50 event, Epic has kicked off a new limited-time mode in Fortnite Battle Royale. For the next few days, players across PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and mobile will be able to take part in the Solo Showdown, a limited-time competition to determine the best Battle Royale player. Unlike previous limited-time modes, Solo Showdown doesn't feature any gimmicks or changes to the underlying gameplay. Rather, it's an ongoing contest against other self-selected players in what Epic calls, quote, the ultimate test of survival. Players compete to earn a spot on the standings, and those with a high enough score by the end of the competition will be rewarded with a huge, prize of V-Bucks. According to the uh, Solo Showdown rules, the first 50 Battle Royale matches you play, you have to play 50 matches, uh, will be counted towards your score, and you must play at least 50 matches to be eligible for one of the prizes. Your placements in each match will be tracked and determine your ranking. The player who comes in first by the end of the competition will take home a whopping 50,000 V-Bucks. Those who come in second through fourth will receive 25,000 V-Bucks, while uh, players who uh, place fifth through 50th will get 13,500 V-Bucks. The remaining players in the top 100 will get 7500 v bucks so the main thing that i want to talk about here 50,000 freaking V-Bucks. That's a lot of V-Bucks, okay, and then 25, I mean, these are these are pretty substantial numbers. You can get some skins. You can get every battle pass that's probably going to come out for the next 10 years. No, you can't, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, we'll be using Solo Showdown as a one-off stepping stone to learn how to build great events for all types of players, Epic said. As an added incentive to participate in the contest, everyone who plays at least 50 matches will receive a unique spray regardless of if they place in the top 100. Solo Showdown is now underway and runs until 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on May the 21st. Epic says it will... Free- frequently updated its official blog with the standings the developer also teases that it has a major announcement about competitive play sometime next week although it hasn't hinted at what that could be uh more than likely it's going to be something similar to solo showdown but the thing with this is that you have to play 50 matches between now and and three day what what is that Twenty first monday i've got to play 50 matches over the weekend is that something people do I can't play 50 matches of Fortnite in three days without going hard or going home. I don't know. I play, like, maybe maybe four, and then I'm done, you know? But, um... The main thing here is that Epic is slowly but surely easing their way into the competitive side of what Fortnite brings to the table, and I think it's going to be very well received because everybody loves Fortnite. People are still in love with the game, and it's going to be the game uh, that really is popular, I would say. For the foreseeable future, I think Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Force Blackout does have a chance to kind of uh, undermine a little bit of that player base, but at the end of the day, people are always going to love Fortnite because it is free, it is everywhere, and it's a genuinely good game. So, to see them getting into the competitive space in an official, way as compared to just this fan organized kind of stuff is something that I think we've seen coming for a while and something that I think is going to be, again, very well received by the community. But we'll see what goes on. If you want your chance to get 50,000 V-Bucks or maybe 25,000 or 13,500 or even 7,500, then by all means dive into Solo Showdown later on in the weekend and uh, and dive in and see if you can, in fact, get a couple of good shots in on your enemies and get some free V-Bucks because that stuff's worth some money, man. That stuff is worth some money. Or you can be like every other person and just sell their account whenever you get 50,000 V bucks, you can make some money off of that. Please don't do that. That's a, a kind of sh- shitty thing to do for reason. It, it feels dirty when you sell your account. I don't know. Just me, just me. People used to do it with Call of Duty all the time as a side note. They used to actually grind and get like, you know, fifth prestige or whatever you might have. It, and, uh, and they would sell their account online. And it's like, okay. I mean, I guess if you want to make it a job like that, but isn't that the point of the game to, uh, you know, experience it and play it. That's just my two cents though. I suppose maybe it's a different thing for everybody. But for me, I would rather just play the game and and, and kind of go up there and, and enjoy the game for what it is. But moving on to the final story of the morning, Xbox players get PUBG's Miramar map on May the 24th, just one week from now. After spending a bit of time on the test servers, Miramar is finally ready for Xbox's PUBG players. I think I'm saying the name correctly. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, it's the desert map. Uh, During the third episode of Inside Xbox, it was revealed that PUBG's desert map is coming to Xbox on May the 24th. Remember, Xbox players, the desert doesn't have nearly the cover that uh, the original map does. Uh, Stay vigilant and protect your neck. So, if you are a fan of Xbox One and specifically a fan of PUBG on the Xbox One, maybe the Xbox One X, which is actually the only playable version of the game on the Xbox One, in my opinion, my humble opinion, then you can check out the desert map, which is coming out next week, and it's very shocking to me uh, that they actually were able to get this running at a solid frame rate, and that's the question is, how good of an experience is this actually going to be? Because the Xbox One S, the one that I have, I played PUBG in a free weekend, and the game was struggling. It It was definitely riding the struggle bus, as the kids say, because I don't know what it was, but it just didn't feel good, maybe it was just that i have been playing at a high frame rate on PC and I switched over to the console, uh, I don't know what it was, but the fact of the matter is people that want to play PUBG can play PUBG, and of course there's also PUBG Mobile, so uh, to see the desert map coming out and uh, and to see it opening up to all players, that's pretty cool. The one feature that I think should be added ASAP is the fact that on PC you can pick which map you were actually playing. So if you want the original map, then by all means you can add that to the rotation and take out the other maps. Uh, if you want to just play the other, uh, you know, the, the desert map, then you can just select that one and, and forget the other two. Or if you want to play the new map in the the beta test format every now and then, uh, then you can get in on that and do that as well. But the fact of the matter is you can now pick it. I don't think you can do that on console. So hopefully that will be added in the next update. But if you are a fan of pub- Then you can dive in on the Xbox One next week and try out that new desert map in an official kind of way as compared to just a public test. But that wraps it up for today's episode of Caffeinate. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's Casual Friday episode. If you did and you're watching on YouTube, be sure to drop me a like down below and share the video. Get the word out there about Caffeinate because it is live every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, I upload it on podcast services via Anchor.fm. Also available on iTunes. I will post links to all of that stuff down below. Uh, and, of course, if you're listening on Anchor, there are links on my page as well to go over there and subscribe on iTunes. On I think I'm on Podbean. Uh, I think i Pocket Cast, a couple of other ones. Uh, There's a whole list of uh, of links and stuff like that. But if you want to follow me and uh, keep up to date with all of the content that I make, then you can follow me on Twitter at Pretty Chill Guy, and I post updates as to everything that I make, upload uh, all of the memes, all of the retweets of, of hilarious Twitter culture, I, I, you can just follow and get a lot of awesome stuff, but, uh, but very excited about Fully Wired later on tonight, as Razm in the chat just reminded me, uh, we have a new episode of Fully Wired, the new show that I launched last week uh, that's more so a variety show and kind of talking about a lot of news, and if you have a story that you want to share with me, if you have something that you want me to talk about. By all means, send it to me in Discord, uh, send it to me on Twitter, whatever it may be. Get that over to me and I would love to check it out. But of course, I will have a list of stuff that we can discuss and have good conversations about. But as for right now, again, thank you for joining me for today's episode of Caffeinate. I hope you have a fantastic weekend if I don't see you on a live stream or a show of some kind. Uh, But again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you on Monday. Peace.